0: Welcome to the LTC University Podcast, empowering and educating across the great state of South Carolina. Here we go. Welcome to the LTC University Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston, and today we have a very special show. We have Dr. David Olshine from Columbia International University. He's a professor of youth ministry, family, and culture. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Today, you spoke at our, our community leadership assembly and did a phenomenal job, and uh, you talked about Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Give us an overview of what Myers-Briggs is and what it does.
1: It's a temperament uh, inventory. It's not a test. My students used to say, don't, don't give us that test. It's not a test. It's a, uh, it's a lens in which you look through uh, how you act, how you perceive other people. It helps you understand other people and why they're different from us. And so there's, uh, there's four different categories. The first one deals with your outer world, inner world. They call it extrovert, introvert, or EI. The extrovert is uh, energized by people. They love the parties. Uh, they like to talk out loud to hear themselves think. They're external processors. Introverts, the I, they love quiet time. They love... Uh, cave time they need to get away from people to restore them, to energize them, to go back into the public arena.
0: My wife's an introvert.
1: Yeah, my wife's a little bit of an introvert. They've got to have time to process internally before they talk out loud. Whereas an extrovert, they just tend to, extreme extroverts, talk, 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 to, not just to hear themselves talk, but that's how they process. So mm-hmm. i found that uh, if you want something done, the introvert will probably get her done before the extrovert because. They need that alone time. So, some of the greatest musicians, writers, teachers, preachers are introverts. Uh, mm-hmm. I am not an introvert, but as I've gotten older, I need that cave time. So that's that's the first one,
0: right? Yeah, and I think even in, you know, uh, when we talk about some of these things, you know, even extroverts can get wore out. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have to know that about yourself. Sure. Um, now I gain energy obviously from being around people. Yep. I love to be around people. I love to teach. I love to do. All those kind of things, and, and that energizes me. But I know my wife; if I take her to too many things, yep. she's got to retreat yep. um, all the time. And I think that's just knowing that about yourself sure. and your, you know, whoever the people you're working with, your spouse, whoever that might be, is just so key. So continue talking about the other. I was going to tell you spires. that yeah.
1: that people might not know that you and I are sitting across from a table looking at each other. Yes. An extreme introvert would would be dreading this yes they would just try just like this right. utter disdain <laughs> the second one is how a person um th- takes in data and information this is called the sensate or the intuitive the s or the n the sensate likes things practical down to earth uh matter of fact they like what things look like and the Intuitive, the end, likes the how and the why. Right. So an intuitive person, they are into possibilities. So i use the example today. If you show, show me an apple, the intuitive is going to go applesauce, apple juice, apple pie. Think possibilities. They're yeah. dreamers. They're visionaries. The senses can going to go, hmm, apple eat and I'm hungry. Yeah. So they're, they're down to earth. They like step-by-step process. So um, I remember when I was functioning under an, as an S before I kind of crossed over to an end, I liked reading practical things like how to do youth ministry, mm-hmm. how to make your marriage better. Now that stuff bores me. Yeah. I, like, I like books about possibilities and dreams and visions. So mm-hmm. those, are the, those are how you take in data and information.
0: Absolutely. You know, And I think, I know for myself, I'm an intuitive. I like to know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that question. So
1: you uh, like theory too. I like theory. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think uh, that's important to me. I, I want to know the why yeah. behind the what. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I need that, especially when we're creating things too. Why am I doing this? Is this a waste of my time? Uh, you know, and and like I think, and my mind's all over the place. I yeah. I, I go from one thing to the next. I can tell. Next. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's just my, and that's, I think something that it's really helped me is just understanding myself. Yep. And being okay with that. Yeah, exactly. There's not a bad personality. There's not.
1: Correct. You know,
0: there's not a bad you know uh, you know whatever you are in Myers Briggs. It's not bad. You just got to know how to work with it, and and know the people that you need around you.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the bottom line: is being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have taken Myers Briggs since I was 20 years old, and like I said, I I, I was a E, S, T J for a long, long time, and then it became E S. FJ now it's ENFJ yeah so th- so my possibility has gone off the chain you yeah know? Uh, the third one uh, the third grid is how you make decisions and choices this is called the the T and the F the thinker feeler right. this will be probably the biggest problem in marriages the one who's a thinker and the one who's a feeler because the thinker can hurt the feeler the thinker uses logic to make decisions the mm-hmm. feeler uses their gut. So people say, "Oh, he's such a feeler. He's so emotional." That's not what this is about. This is about making decisions, how you make choices. So the thinker will decide, "How do I decide on this house that I'm going to buy?" And they'll mm-hmm. still, they'll look at the property and the the cost and the logic. And the feeler will go, the feeler will say, "I just have a real good sense about this. I just yeah. have a real good hunch about right. this." So it's more uh, under under the the borderline. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, and and I think that's a great analogy. It's like picking a house. Yeah. Um, me and my wife moved from Ohio to Charleston we were looking at apartments trying to figure that out she found a place a quarter not even a quarter I could have hit a golf ball on the beach okay it was in the price range it was was cheap it was small very small um, and I just did not have a good gut feeling about it and she was just it took her a while we we ended up moving on and finding something that was different than that and it had more possibilities it had you know but I just couldn't, I, it was all gut. Yeah. I had no data to give her, and that's what she wanted. And, and, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, but working through that is is huge.
1: Well, and we were talking with the group about how this plays into your profession. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, my uh, one of my bosses is a introvert, thinker, um, sensate, J. He's... The only thing he and I have in common is the J, get mm-hmm. it done, the closure guy. But the yeah. other temperament is, he is so different from me, and so I have to, as a feeler, not take it personal because he will send emails to me yeah. that are just so curt and so to the yep. point. And like, i like, see it all the time. It's like, and I'll send him back an email. Can we meet face to face so we can process this? Because I I can't re- I can't interpret your body language on email. Right. So I've kind of learned over the years. Most people don't conflict don't don't fight over email. Go right. go face to face because Absolutely. it's just so much better. And
0: I, I think too we have emojis now too. Yeah. You know. I mean you think of you look at Facebook and you look at uh, you know, email texting, how many relationships have been hurt yep. through that yep. when they just don't understand and somebody that is a thinker, that's they're just giving you the information. Yep. They're not mad. They're you know, they may or they may be exactly. mad but they're just giving you the information. And, yeah. you know, and, and those of us that are feelers, I'm, and I'm a feeler too. So, yeah. you're like, oh, do they not like me? What's You know, and you start asking all these questions. <laughs> that's right. And, yeah. and most of the time those questions are ridiculous. Yeah. So you kind of know that about yourself mm-hmm. and know that, you know, I think that's good. Uh, and that does help us work better together because yeah. I need that thinker. Yeah, personally. absolutely. Um, yeah, continue.
1: The last one is the uh, JP. The J is called judging the P is perceived. I don't like the titles because J—it's judging—sounds like you're being judgmental. That's not what's about. The J likes deadlines, closures, structure. The P likes free-flowing, spontaneity. Um, don't box me in. I need more options. So my daughter's a P. She's getting married, and so I'm helping do the wedding, and I'm helping officiate. And so I called her the other day, and I said, uh, "Do you, do you and Chris know what you're doing for um, the rehearsal dinner?" She goes. No, I haven't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you not have thought about it? You're getting married in three months. She's a P, so it'll right. come. So I, my J has to back off, yeah, and just give her the space, I'm like, right. okay let her figure that out. Yeah. So the J, the J's love deadlines, and that's that's my, that's the strength and weakness of the J for me. Is that I mentioned in, in in the session that I six times picked a Marriott hotel that I wanted, and then. Thirty seconds later, I, was like, I don't want that one. I went and deleted it, mm-hmm. canceled it. And ten minutes later, I came back and picked another one. Right. So the 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 impulsivity for the J of getting it done and having closure and having deadline that will sometimes bite me. I'll look back and say, "Oh, why did I send that email? Right? I shouldn't have sent that email. I should have sat on it longer."
0: Wish you could take emails back yeah. once they leave, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, sure. and so the P they're 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 uh, they're refreshing to have around because they're like, have you thought about this option, this option? But you don't want them to be the chairman of the building program, right? Or you won't build the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for <laughs> but sure. But you want them on the team because they'll come up with some great ideas.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think as a P, that's my favorite thing to do. I love meetings. You I like love, options? Oh my gosh, I love it all. Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the annoying person at the table. Hey. What do you think about this menu? You know, on the menu, you know, I, thinking about all those things and picking the right option is is tough sometimes because yeah. there are so. And I think too. I think between these two things, the the T and the P, or the uh, P and the J, I think of you know classical music is very structured. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you're playing a certain part. You've got so you know these you're gonna hit these notes versus jazz. Jazz can be very free form flowing and just, you know, even I think in learning styles. Yeah, sure. I'm not, um, yeah, if you sit me down to take a test, I had to take a test here uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was all organized, you know, that freaks me out. It flipped
1: you out. See, I think think sometimes people are accused of having ADD or ADHD when they're really sensate. Yeah. They're just so drawn in by their senses. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're in a room here, and I'm looking at you, but I'm also looking at the Wilson basketball. And there's a window to your left, and there's big windows to my right. So right. I don't. I've been accused of having ADD. I don't think I am. I think yeah. that sometimes my senseate just sucks me in. Right.
0: Yeah. I think so. And I think yeah. Everybody calls themselves OCD. Well, no, you're not. Because <laughs> that's a that's a uh, that can be really a struggle for somebody that yeah. is truly OCD. You know. Um, So And, yeah, and I do that, too. I call myself ADD. I probably am, but... I might
1: have a little bit, too. Yeah,
0: you know, but... What'd you say? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, making this work, you Mm -hmm. know, um, what are some of the practical things with a company that you suggest that they can do to make Myers-Briggs work for you? I
1: think the most painful one is to hang out with people that are different. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Like I say, one of my bosses is a high, high introvert N.T., and when we have lunch, it's painful. Mm. So I've come with a set of questions to ask him to get him talking, yeah. to get him processing, because he is very comfortable sitting there at lunch eating and looking at me, and he doesn't have much body language. So he doesn't, like you and I, we're nodding mm-hmm. at each other. Right. He doesn't. He's not a nodder. He just kind of looks at me. Occasionally he'll smile. Occasionally he'll laugh. So I ask him questions to get him to debrief Yeah. because when I give him ideas, he'll tend to say, I need to go home and think about that and get back to you tomorrow. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah. So he's not quick on his feet because he is a T and he is a sensei. So he's not a possibility guy. Right. So I'll say, what if our youth ministry program does this? He'll say, I have to think about yeah, so and I think you the, hang out with people that are different. Yeah,
0: and letting them process it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm quick to process things like that. You know, very quick, but just giving them the chance to yeah. do that and being a little patient with yes. each other. I think that's key: is just being patient with each other, understand each other's needs because we all have needs. Yeah, um, and a lot of times I think we ignore them and just roll over those things.
1: I think sometimes too that. Some people who say they are extroverts mm-hmm. uh, because they externally process out loud, I think some of them are actually introverts because they've been by themselves all day yeah you know or right. they they're young moms with kid three mm-hmm. kids and so they've been with no adult and so when they get home they want to talk to their spouse they start blubbering mm-hmm. externally and they think they they think they're an extrovert they're probably an introvert yeah but because they have had no adult, Conversation all yeah. day, it comes out.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a misconception with introverts and extroverts. Yeah. People think, well, introverts don't like being around people. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, they're not antisocial. No, they they're well, social. Some well, yeah, So <laughs> there are people. Yeah, um, but they they like being around people. They just can't be around people all the time. Right. Yeah. Which myself, I need that. I need that because I so every once in a while I have to work from home. And it's mm-hmm. just me, mm-hmm. which is great for getting things done. Yep, if I can stay focused, yep. <laughs> which I which I typically can. But man, I miss the connection. I miss mm-hmm. the, the, just the quick conversation and, and those kind of things that bring me energy. So my
1: niece is uh, in her second or third year of residency med school. Mm-hmm. She is a radical introvert. Yeah. Radical. So like getting her to talk is like painful. Mm-hmm. And she's wants to be a surgeon. Well, that fits
0: yes. a surgeon's temperament. I don't want my surgeon to be like. That. <laughs> I don't want my surgeon going, "Hey, how's that going, everybody? Oh, let's cut that person. Oh, what's
1: going on?" Yeah, yeah. Would, yeah you know, I want them. In, I want them focused. I want them locked in. Yes. I want them to be J. I don't want them to be P right. while they're cutting me open. Like, oh, let's and go. What if play, we did this? Go play golf for a couple hours.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and I, and I think that's the thing. You know, and I think that's another thing practically companies can do is make sure that that personality fits that job. Yeah. And I think that can be a challenge. But it, man, organizationally, yeah. it really helps. It does. You know, making and, sure. And, you know, you
1: meet, you meet, uh, you know, that book Good to Great years ago came mm-hmm. out saying that a lot of the CEOs of these big companies were actually introverts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why they were great companies. They were, they were not good up front they weren't good public speakers Uh, they didn't hang out with lots of people Mm -hmm. but they they had a dream and they knew how to surround themselves with people so i think to answer your question i think the skill set of making any company work is is surrounding yourself with great people who are different Mm -hmm. you know i don't want i don't want all enfjs on on a team yeah it's not, not going
0: to work. Yeah, and we both have a background working in a church. Yeah. I think you see this at churches a lot, where you have a very strong leader that's the lead pastor, but they may not be the best communicator. Right. Now, not that they can't ever not communicate, but, you know, on a Sunday morning with, the you know, the congregation, but there might be somebody better to teach.
1: Yeah. And so. then, and then you have you know like Andy Stanley, who's mm-hmm. a pastor of a huge church. Yeah. He will you know he's a great communicator, but he is a like nine out of ten introvert. Yeah. So the moment, he, moment he's done, he is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be in one small group with his wife and a couple other couples, but that's it.
0: Which is shocking sometimes for people because they see him on a platform. He's very funny.
1: Yeah, he's he's gifted. And then you
0: go to talk to him, and wow, he wants to recluse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and knowing that about people is is very helpful. I yeah. think for it me, is. just knowing that and just for me and my wife I know I need to give her a break. Mm-hmm. You know, and she needs that time. So yep. and and you got to think about that with your coworkers too. You do. Man, sometimes we we may blow a coworker up with you know, hey, what's going on? How was your weekend? You know, and they're just and I and
1: I think when the trust is built, you can say to a coworker, you know, your feelers wearing me out, right? You know, or your pee, your pee is driving me crazy. I need you to get this thing done yeah. today. So I think
0: you can be honest about, right? That. Let's talk about conflict because every organization has conflict. I don't care because mm-hmm. we have people. If we had mm-hmm. robots, there'd mm-hmm. be no conflict, mm-hmm. you know. But we we're people. We have conflict. Right. Some personalities deal really well with conflict. Others don't. You know. Talk a little about how that works on the Myers Briggs.
1: Well, the two biggest conflicts um, are going to be the introvert-extrovert.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: alright They're going to clash. Really, all of them will clash, um, but in different ways. The, the place that I struggled with most um, was I had a guy named Eddie on my youth ministry team. Mm-hmm. And we'd hire five interns for the summer. The joke became we called him Eddie P because he didn't own a calendar. <laughs> he was never on time. Uh, He would multitask, but then he'd forget three or four things. And I was a high J, trying to manage seven paid people and five interns. And Mm so uh, that was a big conflict for him and me. And we resolved it. I bought him a calendar. Mm -hmm. And I said, you need to learn to use this. If you need help, I'll help you. Yeah. So I think you you kind of Mm -hmm. walk gingerly with people who are different and not thinking, I'm better, he's worse. We're just different. Yeah and we're going to we're going to be committed to each other to figure it out and how to walk it through i think the biggest marital conflict is the thinker feeler mm-hmm. because the thinker will say things out of logic that will hurt the feelers um, gut mm-hmm. values and been there been, emotions. been hurt. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure and i think two uh, two things one i think diversity is key mm-hmm. having that diversity of personality is just amazing if you can use it correctly focus people in what they're good at you know i think that's unstoppable when you can do that but i think too what, what you said a minute ago when you're talking about your intern it's not an excuse just because you're a p right you have the p doesn't mean you can't be organized right you know you're not going to be as organized you know as the other person that's that's their gift but it's not an excuse not right. to be able to keep a calendar
1: And I think, too, the shadow side we talk about. That is the side that's least developed. Mm -hmm. So as I've gotten older, I've had to develop my introvert because uh, a publisher has a book demand on me. So i got to get in. So I Mm -hmm. can't be out playing with my son and going on dates with my wife when I have a book down. So a lot of it is just balancing, Mm -hmm. creating margins, creating boundaries. So I'm going to get this priority done. The difference for me going from church to academia is I went from being out three nights a week, okay, at Mm -hmm. church work, to being out no nights a week with academia. Yeah. Now my weekends are free. I don't have Sunday night youth group. Right. No. So I have over the course of years filled up those weekends with speaking and mentoring mm-hmm. and doing other things so the cadence and the pace probably like you not being in the church work mm-hmm. now the cadence and the pace is different the rhythm's different, really different. so I used to play drums in middle school high school mm-hmm. and my analogy is there's one guy can ruin the band faster than anyone else mm-hmm. is the drummer absolutely <laughs> so you know there's a cadence to it and a rhythm to it so like uh My professor at grad school told me that he could tell I was going to burn out by Mm -hmm. watching me. So he said, I want you to promise me one thing before you get out. Please take a Sabbath. Please take one day where you have—so he said, so you're going to have to ask one question. It's taken me a couple years to ask questions question correctly. What do you do for six days that you're not going to do on day seven? Mm -hmm. So for me, lots of emails, mentoring, uh, coaching, teaching, speaking, preaching— that's what I do on six days. Day seven, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Which means what? It means David Olshine goes from being extrovert to introvert. Yeah. So I relish saying my wife and kid, we're going to the beach. I need a beach day. Yeah. I don't want emails. I want to get away from our
0: building. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Yeah, and I see people do this all the time. They they go on vacation. They're still answering. The and they're email. playing on their phones at and the beach. Yeah. One of the one of the vacations I remember going on, I think it was my thirty fifth birthday. It's been a while and we uh, my wife surprised me took me to florida uh, with our friends they live in west palm beach mm-hmm. and the first thing my friend do who who knew me you know personally he said throw me your phone i'm like okay he needs to make a phone call his yeah. phone's not close okay. he starts going in my phone and he turned off all my email wow. cuz he knew me he wow. knew i'm the, i'm you know i'm an extrovert i'm mm-hmm. still wondering what's going on you know and he just turned all of it off he said now you can't check it He's yep. like, I'm gonna check your phone to make sure you didn't turn it back on. Yep. So I think you can, we can really be beneficial to each other. Yeah. You know, as coworkers, as friends, to really help each other. Yeah. You know, live a and you know
1: life. where I, where I've struggled as an extrovert is where I, where my wife has not struggled with it. She because she's more of an introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Christian, her prayer life is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and mine's not that good. And it's because I'm an extrovert, and yeah. like you were saying early, I can't use that as an excuse. Right. So this year I was on what's called sabbatical—six months. Mm-hmm. I don't go. I don't. School pays me, but I don't go teach. Mm-hmm. And so it was in these six months I really devoted myself to learn to pray better mm-hmm. and pray more yeah. and, and develop that introvert life. And I read a book by a guy named A. J. Swoboda, Nice mm-hmm. name. Subversive Sabbath. And his whole thing was. Get to the point where on that Sabbath day, whatever day you claim—Friday or Saturday or Monday or t- whatever day you claim—is the day that you try to shift the paradigm in your head from doing emails to trying to not even think about doing the email. Hmm. Try to not even think about what you have to do. Yeah. To those other six days, that's tough. Mm-hmm. That is really tough. And so, one of the one of the someone suggested this to me. Do you have a hobby? I was like, yes, yeah, swimming. I swim every day except. I, don't swim with I didn't swim yesterday. Mm-hmm. I took my son to a park yesterday. He said, there's your hour, hour and a half without your phone. Mm-hmm. When you get in that pool, don't think about work. Yeah. Don't think about what you need to do next. Mm-hmm. It just can it's just going to be hard. It is difficult. But, you know, I've seen people get into swimming pool with headphones on and they're listening to podcast mm-hmm. or whatever. It's all work related. I was like, no, I'm not going
0: to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably so. Creating
1: margins, creating
0: boundaries. That's that's probably something I you know personally. I have to work on because I'm a podcast junkie. My wife We're is too. doing a podcast right now. <laughs> I listen. I have probably twenty different podcasts I listen to regularly, mm-hmm. and look for more. And I and I don't. Sometimes I go to sleep listening to a podcast. You know, so I think knowing that, I think that's a great. Tip. That's
1: your strength and your weakness because yeah. you like information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like
0: new data. Oh yeah, absolutely. All the time. Whatever I can use, mm-hmm. I to be able to mm-hmm. use it. So, well, as we wrap up here, you know, what what's the biggest tip you can give somebody cuz this is all to make us better. Yeah. You know, how how does somebody what, what's some tips you can give them to use this information or whatever you are to make your Make you the best version of yourself.
1: I would go to humanmetrics.com, humanmetrics.com. Go under the young typology, J-U-N-G, and take the Myers-Briggs again. Mm-hmm. And do it once or twice a year and see where you come up and yeah. then start to focus on your strengths and your mm-hmm. weaknesses. And so knowing that I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. means to develop my shadow, t- shadow side. I need mm-hmm. some introvert time. Right. Knowing that I'm a intuitive now more than a sensate, I need to still develop my sensei, mm-hmm. So more more of a feeler than a thinker. I need to sometimes when I meet with my boss who's a total thinker, I have to move into thinker, not yeah. feeler. Right. Or I'll take it I'll, I'll walk out wounded. Yeah. And my JP, I have to learn that sometimes I'm gonna be so impulsive to get something done. So I would say take it again and take it several times a year. Mm-hmm. Two, be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and probably three. Develop the shadow side. Develop that other side. And four, no matter where you la- land on any of the, on the temperament analysis, set some boundaries. Yeah.
0: And I love the being comfortable in your own skin because I think we, we have envy sometimes. We're like wow, yeah, we I wish compare I... ourselves
1: with people. Oh,
0: like crazy I all mean, the that's time. What social media does. He's so for much
1: us. better than me at this, mm-hmm. and so much better than me.
0: Yep. yeah. We'd absolutely. Well, thank you so much for thank your work. You. Thank you for being here at our community leadership assembly. Uh, it was great. I think it was, it was really beneficial for everyone. And uh, thanks for all you do.
1: Thank you. Thanks for what you do. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.
0: We have a few things coming up that we want you to be aware of. The first thing is our social worker drive-in symposiums. We have two opportunities for all you social workers to take advantage of. The first symposium will be in the upstate in Spartanburg, South Carolina on September 12th. Registration will begin at 9.30 a.m. at New Hope Christian Church in Spartanburg and will conclude at 3.30 p.m. that day. The second social worker drive-in symposium will be in Beaufort, South Carolina on September 26th from 9.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. The symposium will be at the Baptist Church of Beaufort and the social hall directly across the street from the church. At both of these symposiums, social workers will be able to earn up to five CEU credits, all for the low price of $50 per person, and this includes lunch. To register, you can go to www.ltchs.com forward slash LTCU. We encourage you to get registered right away for this great symposium. If you have questions or need more information, please email Susan Lutheran at S-L-U-T-H-R-E-N at LTCHS.com. The second thing we want to tell you about is our Community Leadership Assembly. This happens on the first Monday of the month in Columbia, South Carolina at 1626 Main Street from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You will be inspired and learn from great teachers while getting to network with people from all over South Carolina. LTC administrators and social workers can earn up to three CEU credits at this event. You don't want to miss it. The only cost for this event is $10, and that includes lunch. So we want to see you there. Thanks so much for listening today, and let's keep learning.